You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad. Uh, Folk Alliance International was in Montreal in February and Culture Ireland had a great representation of talent and there was other talent as well, not under that umbrella. Some from Ireland and some from across Canada. Uh, we're going to hear from a group whose music I have had the opportunity to share already and they're from it's uh, Louth Drahada, uh, Dundalk area, Dunlear Kern and I have Barry Kern with me, Brendan McCrenner uh, and Stephen Joseph McArdle. Stephen, do you go under Stephen Joseph or John Stephen? Stephen? Um, SJ or Stephen. Okay, we got SJ here. Or worse. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, guys, and thanks morning, a million for taking the time. Good morning. Uh, I've had the, the pleasure of uh, hearing your music and playing it and sharing it, and I'm delighted to get the opportunity to sit up and talk to you about it. A little bit about yourselves, what brought you together, your musical background. Let's start with you, Barry. Uh, um, my background, I, I started playing fiddle at a young enough age, uh, around on dock years ago. Right. And, um, you know, I did a lot of travelling and working abroad, one thing or another. But I came home about 10 years ago and got good at it with a bit, bit more passion. Right. And at the same time, I met Brendan. I uh, really liked his style of fiddle piping, and uh, we started playing some sessions together and right. learning music together and, and just moving forward in our own music. And then we, we were lucky to meet Stephen then in our journey as well. Right. So um, that's me coming from fiddle playing and meeting Brendan and yeah. I'll just kind of progress from that point. Yeah. So uh, Brendan, the Aaron Pipes then, if I catch you into them and put your oh, back on. That's a good one. Um, let me see, I started on the whistle right. and then I wanted something more complicated. No, my daddy got a, a practice set of pipes and like at home, my bedroom used to be like my parents' bedroom, so and they he used to sit there to practice, and I was like, "What is this sound?" And it, it was like a thing of, "Oh, I'd love to play that," and I was like, "Jeez, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have another go at that and see can we do that bit better," <laughs> sort of thing. And then it started going after the Piper Club in Dublin, and it just came from there. And then, like the practice set is only the chanter bag bells, and then you can see how complicated and complex they can get. You know, you can build them up bit by bit, and. It's just the sound. It's the sound that yeah. drew me straight to me. It's the sound. Yeah. That get me to come back in case I forget after we sure. hear from SJ about the, the Piper's Club and how active it still isn't open. Let's say yourself, um, what got you well, into the... I'm a singer-songwriter yeah. by trade, I suppose, but um, grew up um, listening to a lot of traditional music and also uh, singing in Carby's Pub and Drogheda, mm. which is a great, great um, centre of song uh, in the northeast. As great singing tradition in the northeast, so I kind of had a parallel interest in singing traditional songs as well as writing songs. And I was busy with the singer songwriting thing. I was in Germany and I was round about the place. But it, it, there was something about, I always kind of wanted to play more traditional material. And meeting the lads kind of gave me that voice that I could write for, for this you know very traditional kind of voice. And and also you know we could we could blend that in then with the lads' tunes and we could find occasionally traditional songs from County Loud and stuff as well. And, and, and that became this kind of a stew which we didn't really put together deliberately it just kind of we just kept throwing it in the pot we knew it was kind of good but we didn't know what it was really yeah, yeah. and so that's kind of what it is so it's been very organic you know and it's yeah. been from the gut yeah, the whole I thing I had to be regional but like you know I, I coming from the west of Ireland I would associate Galway and Clare and Sligo with music and mm. then you get down to the south east and I associate Waterford and Dungarvan yeah. and I wouldn't really have associated yeah. Loud. That's common. Awesome though. Traditional yeah, music. there you go. That's mm -hmm. common, and yet, and yet it is. Uh, in fairness, I think it's becoming a bit more like in terms of 
Well, well in terms of songs like the, the Voice Squad are from Drogheda and right. Mary Ann Carlin of course is from Drogheda and her topic album in the 70s was the, the one Sean Corcoran produced you know that, that whole so there's an incredibly strong theme of traditional song there which would link into also just across the border to Len Graham and Podrigin Ulochon and Ethne Ulochon and you know that whole area right. but then tunes wise um, in County Loud as well like yeah. do you want to say a bit about that? Yeah um, there's very strong fiddle tradition in the Peninsula mm-hmm. Cooley Peninsula at the moment um, like Jerry O'Connor, uh, right. Zoe Conway, Jim yeah. McKillop, mm-hmm. uh, and lots of other people. They're some of the big names. Like, and they're all living a couple of square miles, literally. When you're but they're not waving around. the flag. I think they are now, in fairness. I think it's coming much <laughs> yeah. more. It, it I think they are now. Hugely sort of near the underground, but it's really yeah. coming mm-hmm. to the fore now. The, the flag this year was a great push. Yeah. And when we mentioned well. that, that, the yeah. flag was in, in, uh, in 2000 and this is 19, so 18 and 17. No, 18 and, and 19. 18 and 19, 19, so it was yeah. 17 was still in us. So, yes. so you had it in 2018. That must have given a great boost yeah. to tradition and the, to exposing traditional music from that region to the rest of the country. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah. like, Donald O'Connor as well, who, who um, he's Jerry O'Connor's son, he's from Dundalk originally yeah. too, he's with Ullid now and at First Light and you know, just a lot of that stuff. Um, but also, like in terms of the Illin pipes, one of the things that happened in Drada for the flat was this beautiful big painting went up mm. on the side of the Augustinian church of the Taylor brothers, Everybody. who were from Drada, mm. and who pretty much um, oh, the revolution is the pipes, the pipes and, and how they were made. And yeah. yeah. So, so there's a lot there that, and you're right, you have to kind of dig for it a little bit, but there's a mm. huge amount in life in terms of, but it, and it, but it is it is coming to the fore now, and certainly mm. the flat. So Had then some. you guys coming together and farming current and getting out on the road. Uh, what's that journey been like for you? Organic, I see. Yeah, yeah. It really has. But, but when you hit the road then and... and yes. That's it, in this day and age, there's the pluses and the minus of the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that you can get your name out there possibly if you're mm-hmm. lucky and then as a result when you turn up somewhere your yeah. name has got ahead of you yeah. or you get lost in the crowd I, in fairness I think the internet's only been fairly positive for us I mean yeah. it's not like we were ever a band who sold loads of records and then didn't anymore you know that kind of way yeah. we never sold any but you know but, but it's not like we're it's not like we had this whole business model based on the old system and then it crumbled yeah. you know because we're only around long enough really to to, to be in the new kind of, you know, so it's been. I think it's been very positive for us in terms of. It has, yeah. So, w- when would you consider your uh, transition from uh, amateur status into being professional musicians? Well, again, that has grown organically. Like we're, we're yes, um, yeah. like especially in Milwaukee last year. Yes. You know, but, but we've an album. Uh, the album came out in 2016, right. um, and reception was fantastic. Immediately, the radio picked up, and so did yeah. press. And you know, it all sort of. Um, but we'd all been working professionally in music already, I suppose, in various different disciplines. You know, right. Um, right. So I c- again, it, it kind of it's kind of just growing. It's still the process is still continuing, I suppose. You know, one of the things that has struck me over the last number of years is that the volume of quality material coming out of Ireland. Uh, there's a, hardly a week goes by that someone is not releasing, or uh, well, it's more than one, but the number of releases of albums coming out of Ireland, for the size of the country and for everyone else, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you guys go back home, when you're in Ireland and you go on the road, um, is that a bigger challenge than when you come out outside of Ireland? Mm. That's a good question. I, d- I don't. I don't feel like it's. Um, 
I, it doesn't feel like saturated, does it? No, because we know a lot of those acts, I suppose. You know. Yeah, I guess um, what yeah. I'm not. I, what I'm coming at in a way is that there's such a wealth there yeah. that um, the Irish audience uh, are not in any way deprived of quality. Yeah. Whereas when you go on the road and you arrive somewhere, you're coming through, and while yeah. there may be someone else coming, it might be a month behind you. I, th I think that there's a, you'll probably get a hundred different answers to this, but I think that, that, that there's truth in the, you know, that a rising tide kind of lifts all boats, and I think that the, the fact that Ireland is a fantastic place for for folk and roots music at the moment, well, all kinds of music, mm -hmm. particularly folk, um, I think it means people are very in the zone with that. Like a lot of people are really into traditional and, and folk and roots music who weren't before. Right. So that's happening too, that's and true. venues are responding to that too and radio is responding like, like um, radio in Ireland has gotten really good for, for, for folks especially like RT Radio 1 and yes you know well I know I listen to John Creedon a lot yes even, absolutely and even Carl like Murray Carl, Carl Murray, Murray is a genius yeah, and uh, Ruth Smith's show is great yes. um, you know the rolling waves or Peter Brown and yeah. like this, and genuinely there is, there is the more that's there it does seem to open it up more too in people and they you know so I don't think in television as well, like even the late late and Ray Darcy show, they have suddenly there is yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And TG Carr seems to do a lot. They do, and there's so many different series as well, yeah. you know, yeah. highlighting yeah. different yeah. connections. And yes. Different now the other thing then on two sides, tradition music in Ireland, maybe 25, 30 years ago, there was this perception that um, you needed to be quite green to be involved in traditional music and the other thing was that if you were from County, County Loud and it was traditional music you probably had to be very green I'm being selective <laughs> in my words but you know where I'm coming from <laughs> yeah. so when you tell me that the current generation are coming up yeah. and it's cutting across all strands and traditional music no longer has political overtones uh, would that be fair? I think so yes uh, like do pride may drive it in some areas, but there's no no overtones yeah, yeah. at all that, I, that yeah. I've come across anyway. No, I completely yeah. agree. Even yeah. even in Louth, you know, even like a, living in a border county, you know, that's and, and that's where I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. And then, in would you get gigs across the border? Would you get them up into Belfast? Yeah, we've done some. Okay, yeah, yeah, Belfast would be really good actually. Yeah, and great choice Belfast. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Newry, Newry, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and th that traditionally would not have been a market that would have been very receptive, probably, it would, or would have been a very niche market. Yeah, th th yeah. there's 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 a lot of no more than in the south, I suppose, a lot of like art centres and theatre type yeah. programming, you know, where they look for bands who would be, um, you know, it's not like we're playing in pubs some of the time, you know, where you know it's more kind of a theatre type yeah. performance, or, you know, this and that's quite strong in the north. And right. Belfast would be about four or five venues that would put on folk music, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, Derry, I think, would be about three, four, mm. you know okay. that. Would program it, mm. you know. So, so if you were given a choice of um, being asked that you could select a venue in Ireland, that you uh, where would be your optimal choice? It's very hard to answer that with the one that if, you see. We've got some venues <laughs> in our home county w yeah. which have been enormously <laughs> supportive of us. You know, yeah. like Drehead Art Centre in Drogheda, Spiritstone in Dock, it's a couple places in Dunleer. Right, well like like what I'm talking about in a way is, you know, <laughs> if you got the offer from the RTE Concert Orchestra to do the National Concert, yes, something like that. Would what would be the one that the, the, the one that you'd be striving to get? Hard to beat the National Concert. Yeah. 
With the RT concert Sure. You wouldn't turn them down. So and then are there other places like that other than that, like with Cork, Galway, are there particular places around the country that you know that uh, if you get in there it's you're really satisfied that you can get in there and you can get a decent crowd and it gets to bring your name out there and because some of the things that can happen here is that if you get into the right venue you've got an audience and you could be down the road yeah a hundred yeah. yards yeah. and you don't have an audience and yeah. the venue successfully is, is brings the crowd in mm-hmm. so like, are, would it be the same? Yes I think the, the thing about the, like generalising slightly but the thing about uh, art centres and stuff in Ireland is that they tend to advertise really heavily they have got a uh, a, a large number of regular people who come there to, the you know, the, the subscriber base. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that that does happen enormously, you know. Whereas if you're if you're playing in a pub, that's on you to promote it, and you can get people in great. If you can't, you can't, and the pub will help maybe to a greater or lesser extent, right. depending on where you are. Right. But there is a kind of uh, because there's a structured kind of basis to like art centres and theatres. Mm-hmm. They do tend to have a you know a set kind of, and it does it does yeah. happen enormously. So 2019, what's in the Hot at the moment, what's down the road? Yeah, it's a lot of shows in Ireland this year, uh, oh yeah. which we hadn't done as many of. Okay. Um, but new album out in September, that'll be right. big. Um, we're back with Trevor Hutchinson, who produced uh, False Deceiver from yeah. um, Lunasa. Um, so that, that'll be out in September. Um, and th- there'll be a lot of promotional stuff around it, plus the flaws on again. And, and the festival circuit, I presume, uh, is something you guys get in on as yeah, much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 we've had it before, and then we just have to go back to it again, you know, like yeah. during the summer, different yeah. festivals and yeah. things. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this year, we're on day, what is it for you, day two or day three of Folk Alliance International. So what's the experience been? Well, I just kind of woke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just flew in last night and we we had showcases till two in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So, so I was awake for about 30 hours. So <laughs> I did get some sleep on some. Uh, I discovered that people don't eat boiled eggs in a cup here. <laughs> we have to bring egg cups to, to North America. Is that not a thing in North America that people use egg cups? I don't know because I never boil egg, buy an egg. Buy, uh, anytime we have a boiled egg, it's at home. And I brought egg cups when we were I think there's a market there. Carrot <laughs> 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 <Current> egg cups. <laughs> no, the fun, one that puzzles me is when you, you see that the boiled egg is in the fridge in the morning when you go down to the hotel and breakfast. And the oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a cold boiled egg. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so there were sessions all around last night and it's yeah. just a buzz oh it's incredible yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's an assault in the sense it really is you know and I mean that in every sense <laughs> and then while you're here it, it's intense as well because you have a number of gigs in a day yeah, yeah. we do yeah we do two every day and we also then you know we'll be playing in the lobby later and there's that thing of you know you might meet somebody you're kind of constantly name checking and different yeah. things like that, you know. So you have to be kind of on the ball the whole time you're on, all the time. Like we did the radio um, speed meeting thing yesterday, and we went around. We kind of split up, 
and did we got about 15 to 20 different radio stations got chatting to them yeah. within that hour I suppose we mm-hmm. spent at it you know yeah. so there's things like that yeah. which are great and beneficial yeah. you know. mm-hmm. well guys I'm going to wrap up and t- I appreciate the time that you've Good. been able to take thank you, you know, busy are. we've been chatting with Kern, and that's Barry Kern. Uh, Brenda McCran and S.J. McCardo and uh, where did the name Kern come from? Well <laughs> I was looking at the K I was looking at the K, I was looking at the K here and I don't see an E-R-N <laughs> no, Well a Kern like a Cairn of Scalga is a um, was a, a, an Irish mercenary um, soldier in, in the Middle right. Ages like, like, like gallow glasses but Irish okay. but we and that's kind of and that's kind of where the name came from but what we love about the word is that it means loads of different things in different language okay. languages you know it can mean uh, centre of something it can mean you know and we just really like the really like the word we're attracted to the word more than yeah. You know, but that, that's kind of where it came from initially was that that's where the word kind of popped up for us right. first was an Irish history but it's, it's much more of a well Karen thank you very much indeed thank, thank you, you. Thank you.